is that other people's emotions are contagious. And so if you're feeling feeling right now, and is this my much to show for it? Now, right, you would feel disappointed. And if it kept happening over time, no, is that when we feel other people's emotions, what it can actually what does the research say about it? And the more I educated myself and bank with clients every single week, I maybe you're an entrepreneur and this is really affecting your business. Hello, I'm Fernando Sosa, and you're watching Mindset of Steel live show. In this show, we encourage you to crush your limiting beliefs, punch fear in the face, and take massive action in your business and your personal life by focusing on the 80% psychology and 20% strategies. I'm fired up. Today is episode number 20 of our weekly live show, and I'm very excited that we have a special guest today. Dr. Sharon Grossman, and uh, we're going to talk a lot about uh, how to avoid uh, burnout, and uh, she's going to share with us in a few moments a lot of tips, strategies, and her experience working with her clients on that topic and other content, other valuable uh, information. So if this is your first time here, uh, welcome. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, please don't forget to subscribe and click on the notification icon. So um, you get notified every time we go live. And why not give us a thumbs up? All right. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. And if you're listening to us on uh, Spotify as well, give us a shout out anytime you, you see us online. I appreciate that. So this is our weekly show. Very excited. We have uh, a lot coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks. And uh, if you're interested in joining our community, go to our website, mindsetofsteel.com. And uh, there you can be part of our community where we put uh, more valuable content during the week. This is our weekly live show on Wednesday. And during the week, we have other content in our private community. So go to mindsetofsteel.com and uh, you can join the magic there. All right. So one of the things that um, uh, I, I've been talking about in past episodes is a lot about mindset strategies, right? And uh, you know, personal development, and and but one thing that we we're we're going to talk about today is what happens when things go wrong, <laughs> when when what happens when we get burned out, when all of the things that we're supposed to be doing basically, um, you know, it, it, we eventually fall into this this trap that we call burnout, and we're going to dive deeper into it. We're going to uh, talk about that with Dr. Grossman, and, and we have tons of questions for her. And if you have any questions, please type it in the comment below, and we're going to uh, share them with Dr. Grossman, and she's going to help us uh, and enlighten us with your questions. And um, you never know, your question might be might not be your question, but it could be somebody else's question. So any question is good. And uh, so let's, let's uh, yeah, let's let's enjoy the show. So uh, let me, before I introduce Dr. Grossman, I want to just give her, give you a brief introduction of her. Um, she's an author of an international bestseller book called The 7E Solution to Burnout and uh, Transforming High Achievers from Exhausted to Extraordinary. She's uh, the founder of the Exhausted 
to extraordinary model. And over the past 19 years, she's helped uh, over 500 physicians, lawyers, executives in high stress industries uh, reshape their thinking and go from fried and frazzled to energized and exhilarated. So without further ado, let's go ahead and welcome Dr. Grossman. Hello. Hey, Fernando. How's it going? <laughs> good, good. How are you? Uh, I'm like so excited to be here. I love your whole intro and you're just like so amazing with your tech. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. Uh, this is so fun. Uh, I enjoy this part of my day and I enjoy listening to, to uh, my guests and I'm very excited to have you here today and uh, hear what you have to share with us. I love it. <laughs> so um, I have tons of questions. I, I asked uh, my uh, viewers and listeners to send some questions. So I have some questions uh, that I'm going to share with you. And uh, but let's, you know, just have a conversation and let's, let's kind of go through the journey of how people go from, you know, their day to day lives and how that progresses into burnout and see how we can help, uh, you know, and, you know, with ideas and, 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 and lessons learned from your experience with your clients, um, you know, what you've seen with clients and, and uh, how they can overcome burnout. So, um, you know, you're joining us from, from, uh, from, uh, from California. Is that right? Yep. Okay. So I have this question for you that I wanted to ask you right away, because when I, when I heard, when I saw you were from California, I'm on the East coast. So you're on the West coast. Let me ask you this. Do people on the East coast get burned out more easily than people? on the West Coast? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I don't really think it's a, uh demographic thing i think there's other factors that come into the mix and i think that the two big things that i've seen is one it's the type of industry that you're in often and that's what seems kind of really logical right so if you work for let's say a really big law firm and there's all this pressure on you to produce, then you're, you feel like there's all this stress in your life and that over time can build up and create burnout in you. But what I find to be even more true than that is that it's really the individual, right? So it doesn't matter if you're East coast or West coast, if the way that you think about things creates stress, creates like all of this, anxiety and overwhelm, then you're more likely to burn out regardless of where you are. And those are the individuals that actually end up more times than not being in the bigger high stress industries, right? Because they're the ones that are the, the, what I call high achievers, right? And mm -hmm. they want to accomplish, they want to push themselves and they want to have something to prove. And so they, uh, it's, it, it's always kind of, in my opinion, starting from the personality, from, mm -hmm the individual and then we see them burning out because of the way that they're engaging with their work or the kind of industries that they're in that so now from now not only do they have internal pressure but they have this external pressure that is just the perfect mix i see yeah that makes sense that makes a lot of sense now based on um i know based on your bio and the research that i've done about you that you help all the a lot of physicians, lawyers, and, and executives in these high stress situations and industries. Now, you have a YouTube channel. You have a lot of videos, helpful videos there. You have your Instagram. So you help people in a lot of different ways. Um, and you also wrote this book that we're going to talk about in a moment. 
I'm going to ask you about. Um, can you take me back and and, and share about your story and and why why you why you have this passion to help people uh, by integrating psychology and mindfulness? Yeah, so um, there's a couple of different things I can share. One of which is I have a background in psychology and. Um, as a therapist, I was working with a lot of people and found that as much as I enjoyed the work, the mentality of some of the people that I've worked with was, you know, my insurance is covering these sessions. So I just kind of like show up, but I do the bare minimum. And, and then I really got more into coaching and I found that some, some of the people in the coaching space were a lot more proactive about making change happen. There was more on the line for them. They were in a different mindset about the whole thing. And so I really got into the coaching space more and more. And it doesn't mean that people in the coaching space aren't dealing with the same issues. It's just a different way that they're dealing with it in terms of um, how much they're investing and how much they're showing up. So, um, one of the things I did find because I work with a lot of super high achievers is that a lot of people were burning out and I really wanted to find a way to help them. And I, and I love working with that population. So I really wanted to find something that I can come to the table with that's going to help them with their life. And this is just one component of a high achievers life, right? Is that they sometimes burn out and, what I learned as I started to do this research for my book is that there is, I mean, there's lots of solutions out there. Some of them are fixed more on organizational change. And they're saying, you know, if your organization is not giving you enough breaks and they're emailing you at 11 o'clock at night, then we need to make some changes in terms of leadership and culture and things of that nature. And I just don't work with organizations. I want to work more one-on-one -on -one with the person. So I decided to go a completely different route and really focus in on how can I help the individual? Also, because I find that when you're focusing only on the organization and not to minimize that there could be changes that would make work a lot easier for a lot of people, but it also makes the worker feel unempowered because it's not in their hands. And what I actually found to be true is that I, like I said before, so much of the problem actually comes from your own mind and your, the fact that you're not managing your stress and things of that nature, that if we actually teach you the skills to do this differently, you can be in the exact same job and have a completely different experience. Without them having to change anything in the organization, you can actually thrive. And I've seen this over and over again, and I find this like really exciting. And one of the things I actually loved about your show and your little tagline is how you talk about how it's 80% psychology and 20% strategy. Yeah. So incredibly true. And I just absolutely love that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, um, yeah. The, 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 um, I, I listen to a lot of, uh, coaches, you know, coaching and, and Tony Robbins, anything I picked that up from Tony Robbins, a lot of uh, some of the things about strategies and mindfulness. And uh, I explained that in the previous episode, my journey and personal development. Um, but so, yeah, now let me, let me ask you a question. I, from, from, uh, I, I put up a slide here. Let me just share this with you. And I'm going to ask you a question about this. I know that you, 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 you have a lot of clients that are, um, you know, high pressure situations, executives, um, and, and physicians and, and lawyers, um, and their jobs 
that's like their professional jobs, right? And uh, and in 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 their personal life, like I can imagine, everybody has a different circumstance in life. They're they're working, they have family, they're, they're being pulled in different directions. And I can and I was thinking about and then when I was asking questions uh, for questions from my viewers, I'm kind of seeing where everybody is, you know, because it's there's no one size fits all, right? There's so many different different areas. And so I was I was kind of looking at this and, and and let me share this with you. There's people, you know, working from home, multiple kids, virtual learning, two parents working, working at an office with no childcare, single parents, people with mental illness, people with health issues, life events like death, injury, moving unemployed, maybe somebody is homeless or financial hardship, or of course, COVID, you know. How can you not get burned out <laughs> with everything that, you know, some people might get, might have multiple of these scenarios happening in their lives. Yeah. What do you, how, how do you approach, you know, when, when you're talking to somebody, um, do you tailor their, you know, the conversation, you know, based on where they're coming from, uh, based on, you know, like giving examples, like in life situations, like you see here? Well, I think. Those are what's okay. So the way that I kind of teach this is there's a model. And if you want to leave it up for people to see, then we can use that as examples. Um, but there's basically a model and the model, this comes from cognitive behavioral therapy. So for people who aren't familiar with it, I'll just give you a real quick notion of it. So basically the, the model is this, you have a circumstance and everything on the screen is an example of that, right? Whether you're working from home, whether you have no childcare and your kids are learning at home, whether you're unemployed, whatever the case may be, there is a circumstance. And then there's everything that comes after that. So if you think about how to break down the model, I like to break it down into these two parts, the part that you have control over and the part that you don't. The part, the only part of the model, which by the way, I'll fill in the rest of the blanks in a minute. The only part of the model that you don't have control over is the circumstance, right? Like if there's COVID, you're not going to change it. If you are having to work from home now, that's just a fact, right? So all of these things are just facts currently in your life. They may be temporary, but they're true right now. Now the question is, how do you want to feel about these circumstances? And oftentimes when we're not asking that question, we're not asking these powerful questions of ourselves, we're an autopilot and we end up getting the results that we don't want, getting something that maybe we're even sabotaging in some way. So if you think about it, you have the circumstance, then you have your thoughts about that circumstance. So if you're working from home and if anybody is on the chat right now and you're working from home and this is one of your things, then I'm going to ask you this question. How are you thinking about the fact that you're working from home? Because working from home in and of itself doesn't have to be negative. You know, lots of people wanted to work from home pre-COVID and you know, you might be one of those people and think this is the greatest thing. I've been waiting for this my entire career. And then you're going to feel excited and pleased and all these things, right? If, however, you don't like working from home, the way that you're going to think about that is going to be very different. You might feel that, or you might have some thoughts that this is too much for me, that I am isolated 
that this is taking too long. I want to get back to the office. You might have all, all kinds of thoughts about it. And the more negative thoughts you have, the more negative you're going to feel. So it makes sense that when you have these negative thoughts, you're going to feel more stressed out. And if you think about what burnout really is, it is chronic stress. So we all are familiar with what stress is, right? And we can handle acute stress. But when stress becomes chronic, that's when we start to break down. And that's when burnout happens. That's when you start to notice that you're just mentally drained, that you're feeling really cynical about your job, that it's hard for you to do the same thing that you used to be able to do easily before. You start to doubt your ability, you start to lose your confidence, and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so while you have all these circumstances and they may be more challenging than what you were used to before i'm not saying they're less challenging but again the way that you think about it is going to have the biggest impact so again working from home may be more challenging for some and not for others and the difference between the two is simply the way that you think about it right wow yeah over and over it's it's the mindset you know it's, it's yeah. the mindset is so powerful now now, from what you're saying, I, 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 I get that burnout doesn't happen right away, right? It takes, it, it's, it takes some time. And sure. I, want, I wanted to share what I was thinking about in terms of burnout here. And, and you can um, fill me in on this. You know, you start motivated, all these ideas, you're energized, right? And you're on fire. But then over time, right, you know, your energy starts dropping. And you get to a point where eventually you're like flatline. <laughs> that's, that's burnout, right? I love it. Yes. Yes. No, I think you captured something really important here, which is where you see the battery. Mm -hmm. um, I think that speaks to the energy. And really burnout is about energy management, right? If you're not managing your energy, then this is what happens. You kind of like flatline, you know, in so many words. So the idea here is that, you have to notice, and this is one of the things that I actually teach. So, um, you know, it's funny because we're kind of almost like going systematically through my process here. So we're really starting with, you know, what I call emotional intelligence, which is like noticing how you're feeling and what are the thoughts that are contributing to that process and then being able to make that shift so that you can feel the way that you want to feel. And that process is so empowering and part of uh, part of uh, empowerment, again, another thing that I teach is something relevant to what you just shared, which is there are going to be things in your life, in your work, in your family, whatever the case may be, that are going to be more energy producing. And then there's going to be things that are going to be more energy draining. And you have to become really self-aware of how everything that you engage in affects you. If you are engaging in things that give you more energy, then keep doing those things. If you're engaging in things, and sometimes we do this, we don't really think about why we do the things that we do, but when we do it, sometimes uh, it actually has a different impact than what we want it to have. So I'll give you an example. I was working with this one physician and he was like, oh my God, I'm so spent. By the time I come home, I just want to like have dinner and watch Netflix. And I was like, cool. Now let me ask you this. When you watch Netflix, you know, it's entertaining. It's great. But when you get off the couch at the end of that, do you feel more energized, just as energized as when you sat down or less energized? 
And he said, I actually feel less energized. So it takes something else out of him, even though it's entertaining. And even though he sat down because he had this notion that this is like something that's going to be nice for him to do. Right? right. And so it made him a lot more mindful about the choices that he was making. And then he started to apply it in all aspects of his life, in his family life, in his work. Right. So I think this is an invitation for people to think about not just doing the same things you've always been doing because you've been doing it forever, but really start to take things one by one and ask yourself, is this an energy drain or is this something that is going to actually help charge up my batteries right and then mm -hmm. and then we talk about like if it is an energy drain how to do less of it and how to replace it with something else so these are mm -hmm. these are some of the strategies that I, I like to share with people because i think it's so important that you understand what's happening to you and what you can do about it right and, and i can imagine right you you tell me i mean th these are this is an example but somebody could be at 50 percent and now actually go all the way to, to 0%, but be, but be stuck at 50% for a long time, right? Yeah, well, we see this sort of progression happening as people become more and more burned out over time, but you, you could probably also relate to this as something that happens throughout the day, right? Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning, how charged do you feel? Now, some people are at 100%, but other people aren't because they're not sleeping well, because they didn't get enough sleep, um, because they're already waking up with anxious thoughts about their day and all the things that they have to do. And so right off the bat, ask yourself, when I get out of bed in the morning, that's when I should have the most energy. How much, how, how charged is my battery actually, right? And then be able to go through your day and figure out what are the things that I do throughout the day that really deplete my energy, my battery? Is it when I go to a meeting? Is it when I talk to a certain person? Is it when I'm checking my email? What is going on? You know, it could be you're checking your social media and you think that that's a great thing and you kind of like doing it. But in reality, when you get off the computer, you're just like zapped, right? So what are these little things throughout everybody's day that you can start to eliminate systematically? Because you're being more intentional now about where you spend your energy. Being intentional. That's great. Now, let me let me jump into one of my questions that somebody submitted. Um, here we got um, Alina sent this question. So let me let's read it. it says in this COVID environment, when most of us work from home, I'm finding that I'm working more hours than when I used to, even at, even with overtime. And I don't have the issues of schooling small children to compound it all. There is a silent pressure from management, clients, and fellow staff to be always to be always on. What are the best ways to let them know it will be, it will get done without slapping back at them? What are some suggestions to ease off the guilt when you do pull back? Hmm. Yeah, so I love this question, and I think that there's actually multiple questions within this scenario, mm -hmm. right? So one is, and a lot of people are talking about this right now that. You know, companies didn't really want to let people work virtually before COVID. And then we were kind of thrown into the scenario. And now, and the reason being was that um, they were worried that people were going to slack off, right? If I can't micromanage them, if I can't like watch everything that they do throughout the day, then they're probably not going to be working. And I can't really trust people. Now, companies are in the situation where they don't really have a choice. Right. And 
what do we find out that not only are people working from home, like actually doing their work, but they're actually doing more work. And there's been studies that have shown that productivity has actually gone up since COVID, not down. Right. And this is why, because we have people like Alina who feel this pressure and they are trying to um, do a good job. And, and there's maybe some expectations and maybe some of them are um, even not verbalized, but it's almost like this, you've, you're feeling some intention. And that's kind of how I'm reading this. Um, and so she says she's working more hours than she used to, even with overtime. And, and then the question you have to ask yourself, Alina, is why? Why are you working more hours? Is it, and because I don't know, because it could be a number of different reasons. And so the response is going to vary depending on what the, the issue is, right? Some people are working more hours because they're easily distracted at home. Other people are working more hours because they just want to fill up the time. Other people are working more hours, and maybe this is more your story, that they just, as you said, feel like there's this expectation to always be on. And then the question is, so what do you do about it, right? And and then, so that's one question. The other question you asked is about guilt. And so this is this is this is like the really important piece of this whole puzzle right is how are you thinking about it is going to affect how you feel and what you do right now you have some thoughts and i don't know what those thoughts are but i'm i'm just gonna guess that the thought is um i should work more you know they expect me to work more so i should work more and if i don't work more then i'm doing it wrong then I'm going to get in trouble. Then, you know, they're not going to be happy with me. And that creates guilt. It might even create some anxiety. And as a result, you end up working more, right? So that's the behavior. Now, the question is, can you be in this scenario of working from home and not work more? What would it take? And ultimately, it really boils down to your thoughts. Are they paying you to get the job done or are they paying you for the hours that you're putting in? If they are paying you to get a job done, then it's up to you to get it done. And then you get to decide how many hours that's going to take. You can do it in five hours or you can do it in 10 hours. The question is like, how efficient are you going to be? And if you can do the job, then you can tell yourself, tell your brain to just hush up and, and be like, listen. <laughs> Listen, I did it. So I deserve to have the rest of the day off, right? Because I did everything that they expected me to do and I don't have to be at their beck and call. Okay. So again, I don't have all the information, but based on what we're seeing here in this question, that's what I would say. It really yeah. boils down to how you're going to think about it. And if you feel like justified and, you know, I'm doing what they're asking me to do, I happen to have done it in less time than, you know, a full day then you don't have to feel guilty about taking that time off. But again, it really is going to boil down to the, the mindset, the, uh, the thoughts that you have about taking the rest of the time off. And sometimes even when we finish our job ahead of time, we might think, well, but, you know, I really should work longer. And notice those shoulds because that's where all the guilt comes from, right? And that's what I would point you to in your thoughts. Like, if you can fill in the blank, I should blank. That's what is leading you to the guilt. And that's the, that's the change that needs to happen. Yeah. That's totally on point. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's a lot of our own inner thoughts 
um, that that we have that you know a, a company is not going to force you to work and like they're not going to write it like she says that there's a silent pressure um so like any company will get in trouble trying to get people to work more when they're not supposed to but but i think one one we take it upon ourselves that we think that we need to work more i think i totally agree with that a question came in from thank you very much alina for for that question now we have a question here from from uh tamara does other people lack of planning zap your energy and how to handle the demand of it with courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> so tomorrow, this is what I would say to you. It's only going to zap your energy if you think about it in a negative way. So if they aren't good planners and therefore they're coming to you with the sense of urgency or um, you're depending on them and they're not doing what they're supposed to be doing, the question then is, how do you think about it? Right. Are you saying to yourself, oh, they should really be able to do a better job. They should have done this by now. Then you're going to feel frustrated. And that frustration is going to zap your energy. Mm -hmm. If you just say to yourself, you know what? I'm better at planning than some other people. That's just a fact. Like they're not doing what I would have done in that situation. Or, you know, that's maybe something that they struggle with. Then that's something that's out of your control. And anytime you're in a situation where there's something outside of your control, the only thing to do is to just accept it. And so you could say, okay, well, that's a fact. That's just something that it, I have to contend with. The question is, how do I want to feel about it? And based on that, you kind of reverse engineer your thought process. So you say to yourself, okay, I don't want to feel frustrated. How do I want to feel? I want to feel neutral. I don't necessarily have to jump up and down with joy, but I want to feel neutral about the fact that, you know what, other people lack some planning. So what do I need to think in order to feel neutral about this? And then fill in the blank. That's how you can uh, circumvent this zapping of energy business. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I I, I have a... I have a philosophy that says that somebody's lack of planning doesn't have to become my emergency. That's right. <laughs> okay, so really, I, I want to just add that um, that's where boundaries come in. Boundaries, yeah, that's a big topic there. Hi, Cynthia. Thanks for joining. We have one more question. I have, we have more questions, but we're running out of time. But let me let me share with you one by John. Uh, Huang uh, says, Dr. Grossman, there are folks who don't mind going the extra mile for their boss and team. But what if they're not, they're not giving more support to you? Yeah, this is a big one. Thank you, Juan, for that question. Um, actually, so I have two answers for that. One is that, what, you know, actually part of the research, one of the things that they talk about in the research on burnout is that when you don't feel appreciated or valued, that is one of the reasons why people burn out. So I want to just say that is something that they've come across because it's happening over and over again. Here's my answer. My answer is that it's just the same as what we just talked about. Okay. You cannot control what other people do. And so the question is, why are you going the extra mile for your boss and your team? Are you doing it because you want support? Are you doing it because you want appreciation? Are you doing it so that you can feel better? Then you're doing it wrong because 
you can't, you don't, you all you have control over is you going the extra mile and then you have to do it for you. You have to do it because it feels good to you, whether or not they appreciate it. It feels good to you, whether or not they support your efforts. Okay. And so if it doesn't feel good, when you know that they're not going to give you these things if, that you want, then don't do it. Don't go the extra mile, you know, but if you're going to do it, do it for you. And I am a big proponent of people doing it to prove to themselves that they can. And I guarantee you one that regardless of what happens with your particular boss and team right now, people are going to start noticing that you go the extra mile. You're going to get a promotion more quickly at your job. And if not at this job, at the next job, like it will come back to you in some way. Cause most people don't go the extra mile. Most people are just doing the bare minimum to get by. So it's going to make you stand out. And so do it for yourself. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to have, I have so many questions, but I'm, I'm just going to give you one more question. And then I want you to talk a little bit about, about your, your work and your book. Um, this is a, a Tamara. Uh, lack of sleep makes you cry. How can you differentiate from being burned out or lack of sleep? Hmm. Okay. So I'm not a hundred percent clear on what's happening here, but clearly there's a lack of sleep. We don't know why you're not sleeping well. Um, and so it could be because you're depressed. It could be because you are anxious. It could be because of a million things. Um, so let's just first define what burnout is. And uh, as we said before, burnout is when you have chronic stress. So do you feel like you have so much stress in your life that when you, when you go to lie down at night, is it hard for you to fall asleep? Or is it easy for you to fall asleep, but then are you being woken up in the middle of the night? Are you having anxiety dreams? Like there's so many different things. Now you said lack of sleep makes you cry. So is it because you're so tired that you're crying? Is it like a mood thing? So I would need more information to be able to answer that. But I think at the end of the day, you want to clean up whatever's going on around your sleep. If it's, if it's that you're not falling asleep because your mind is just racing, you got to find ways to calm your mind down. You got to find ways of cleaning up your sleep hygiene so that you're able to sleep more. If you've got so much stress in your life and that's the reason that you're not able to sleep, then you got to do some stress management. You got to clean up some of your thoughts. You got to do whatever it takes to make sure that you don't have any more sleep problems. So it's hard to answer that without really knowing all the details, but what you got to kind of work backwards. You know, what is causing my sleep problems? And then how do, what do I do in order to change those outcomes? Um, whether it's your mind, whether it's, um, you know, that, you know, some people can't sleep because they're worried about the next day. Some people are just depressed. If it's, if it's a depression thing, maybe you need medication, maybe you need uh, therapy. Like there's so many different factors here. So I, ho I hope that's helpful, even though there's not. Um, oh, she says, I'm always working. <laughs> Okay. Well, then the question is, why are you always working? Why are you always working? And I hear so many people actually sacrifice sleep in order to get more work done. And that is an absolute formula for burnout. So if you want to burn out, do that. <laughs> You're doing it right. But if you don't, and if you want to be in a good place, then you have to have um, some boundaries between work and your personal life. You have to prioritize your health. 
You have to prioritize your self-care. If you're not doing that, then you will burn out. It's just a matter of time. Okay. Well, that's about all the time we have. We have so many questions. Oh my God, this has been awesome, Dr. Grossman. Thank you so much. Um, uh, you know, how, how can people follow up with you? Um, I have your website. This is your website. Website, that's correct. It is my website. And I have a really great tool I want to share with your audience for people who are curious about where they are, because burnout is kind of on a spectrum. Uh, I actually created a, a little quiz that people can take. And it goes through all these different aspects of burnout. And you can answer those questions really easily. And then schedule a call with me. And I will go over your results and what next steps you need to take in order to turn your situation around. So if you're interested in that, you can go to that website. And then uh, just click on take the quiz. And it'll take you to my burnout meter. And you can fill that out. And I'd be happy to have a conversation with you thereafter. So. Awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Thank you very much. So stick around until I'm going to let you leave us with the last word words. So to everybody watching and listening, this, this was uh, episode number 20 of mindset of steel with Dr. Uh, special guest, Dr. Um, Sharon Gross, Gross, Grossman. And uh, thank you very much for being here. I appreciate you for being here watching uh, just a sneak peek next week. We have a, a other special guest coming up. Uh, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube. And also go to the website, mindsetofsteel.com. And uh, Dr. Grossman, do you want to leave us with some positive uh, final words? Yeah. So I want to say that, you know, sometimes when people are in that place of burnout, they feel really stuck and it really feels hard to pick yourself up. And so that's really why I wrote the book that I did. And it comes with a workbook so that you can coach yourself out of it. So uh, this is what it looks like. And I, encourage people to go and get a copy. You can get one on Amazon and you can also go to my website and there's a link there just to make it easy. So drsharongrossman.com. Um, and I've built in so many online resources, meditations, templates, checklists, a million things for you guys. So it's really like a whole uh, self-coaching program in this book. So I really encourage people to get a copy. All right. Thank you very much again. All right. Bye everybody. Bye Dr. Grossman. Hi, thanks Bye. for having me. Bye.